Uh, before we start, I want to prepare anyone who hasn't already been a viewer of our channel. This is a critical and highly opinionated look at what the Snyder Cut of the Justice League is and isn't, and what the end result will be, as well as the story along the way. Uh, you're not going to agree with us, and that's fine. We still love you, and I think we can all agree on one thing here. The version of the Justice League that was officially released was absolutely terrible. One of the worst superhero movies ever. Whether you think this next one's going to be better, that's up to you. But... I think we can be on the same page there. Yeah. All right, so what the hell is going on with Zack Snyder's Justice League? I mean, we've told you this time and time again. This isn't a project that you should dedicate your entire life and personality to. But a lot of people out there just couldn't listen. And they decided that if they were going to die on a hill, it had to be the one where Warner Brothers was secretly sitting on an amazing film that was already shot, edited, and ready to be released if it weren't for that damn Joss Whedon coming in and ruining everything. Thousands upon thousands of dollars donated, billboards in Times Square, advertisements flown by airplanes, and for what? A billion dollar company to use the movement as a free marketing scheme for their streaming service by giving the people what they want, nay, what they demand, which is the Snyder Cut? So in theory, this would have been an easy delivery, right? I mean, this was apparently something that already existed. Zack Snyder himself even posted photographic proof that a Snyder Cut, a physical reel, was real. The yeah. real was real. And it was just locked up in some film canisters with the words, is it real? Does it exist? Of course it does. Written over it. Mm -hmm. So when it was announced that Warner Bros. would be releasing the Snyder Cut of Justice League through HBO Max in 2021, it was celebrated as a victory for a seemingly grassroots organization. They had done it. They'd corrected the course of history. And the world would finally see what had been hidden from them all along. Yeah. The film would, of course, need a little bit of polish, because obviously not all the CGI and finishing touches could have been included in that real existing Snyder Cut. But, I mean, that wouldn't take too long. That wouldn't cost too much, right? No, you're just uh, connecting the final dots of the yeah. film that already existed. A little bit of post-production and beep, bop, boop, you got yourself a Snyder Cut. <laughs> there it is on HBO Max, ready for you to watch, mm -hmm. as intended, for the past four years. Yeah. Uh, okay, right after the initial announcement from Warner that the film does exist and would release on their streaming platform, news dropped that they would be putting at least $20 million or more into the film. That's a lot of CGI. That's a lot of goddamn money for a director's cut of a film. But okay, yeah, it is a like CG-heavy movie. It's a superhero movie after all, so sure, whatever, 20 to 30 million, okay. Oh, and by the way, the Snyder Cut of the movie, it's actually potentially four hours long, and it'll also be released in six separate episodes because a four-hour movie is just ridiculous. Uh, also, Zack Snyder has never seen the theatrical cut of the film that was released back in 2017, so in theory, he has no idea how different his cut of the film could be other than, yeah, it's longer because he filmed a hell of a lot more, and uh, obviously a lot was cut and refilmed in order to make it funny or whatever you want to consider Joss Whedon's version, and just cram that into an extremely short time frame of just 120 minutes. Not long enough. No. I'm going to need double that. Yes. Uh, surprisingly, though, an actual Snyder Cut did exist back then, and it was only around 20 minutes longer than the final result of whatever Whedon added and finished with. So whatever this four-hour-long mega-movie is, it's looking like it had to be literally everything that was filmed, considering he cut half of it to originally submit to Warner before Whedon was called in to mm -hmm. clean things up. Uh, from an article back in May when it was announced that the Snyder Cut would release on HBO Max, forget that the version that fans wanted technically didn't exist. What did exist was a semi-unfinished work with no visual effects, no post-production. One person who had seen that version described it like a car with no panels, just a drivetrain and some seats, and it sat on a hard drive in the Snyder's house. 
yeah, forget the fact that the actual thing that the fans wanted doesn't exist, but it'll be fine. Now, back in May, it was also revealed that Snyder had been in contact with a few of the cast members about potential reshoots for the film, most notably Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg. Uh, after initial news of its release came some teases, uh, some former cast members being asked about it in interviews, but of course not giving away too much information other than, you know, it's great that Zack's going to get his vision out there. And then there's also plenty of articles about whether or not this film exists within the DCEU, uh, a bunch of listicles like top five things we need to see in Snyder's Justice League, and a few teases regarding Darkseid and Superman in a black suit. I mean, look, we were all starved for content this year, right? So Justice League Snyder Cut gets announced. That's at least three months worth of uh, content you can put on your news website mm -hmm. of just hypotheticals. Yeah. Anyways, bam. August rolls around, and there is a trailer for the film, which includes a bunch of footage that you didn't see in the theatrical version. Holy shit, it does exist. Oh my god. The trailer was, let's just say pretty divisive. Uh, and we definitely didn't praise its awkward use of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. It it seemed weird. Make Hallelujah illegal. Snyder has a weird boner for Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. He already Hallelujah. used it in Watchmen yeah. in that weird sex scene. So it felt a little out of place. But look, you got the scenes that you hadn't seen yeah. before. It showed that this movie will be different. Yeah, uh, it gave a lot of bait for the, you know, the online community. It likes to put red circles around things. There you go. Did you see it? Mm -hmm. Did you see it? But yeah, it was proof. The movie exists. The work is being done on finishing it up. And it's going to be released next year, pro probably. But yeah, yeah, that's the plan. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, maybe the film wasn't actually finished. And even after the trailer was released, there might need to be a, a few tiny little reshoots. Tiny little reshoots that include uh, pretty much the entire main cast of the film. Yeah. Which will bring back Ben Affleck as Batman, Henry Cavill as Superman, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, and the previously mentioned Ray Fisher as Cyborg for at least a week of filming. Mm -hmm. We say at least because the timeline and the news surrounding this film and everything else about what was supposed to be a director's cut of a film keeps changing and has slowly but surely morphed into an entirely separate project that in no way resembles a director's cut that just needed to have some finishing touches added to it. Yeah. That term, director's cuts, doing a lot of work here. <laughs> yeah, it's really doing the heavy lifting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is further proven by the fact that the budget for this cut of the film, which started out as a reported $20 million, then went almost immediately up to $30 million, has now ballooned to at least $70 million, nearly a third of the original budget for the 2017 film, which had to start from scratch. I yeah. mean, come on, people. Really, this is an entirely new movie. Come on. There have, however, been uh, additional unconfirmations in the weeks since the reshoot news first broke that allude to the fact that despite their names being attached for reshoots, there won't be reshoots specifically for Henry Cavill or Gal Gadot. Uh, who knows? I mean, I, I just thought we should bring that up since that's out there floating around okay. that they're not doing it. Uh, also, for some reason, Amber Heard is joining up for reshoots for Justice League, which is Odd, considering... Your favorite actress, Amber Heard. Considering the very public drama that she's involved in with her ex-husband, Johnny Depp, where she comes off looking pretty bad. Yeah. The name Amber Turd is being floated around there uh, and might have some weight to mm -hmm. it. And look, it might go without saying, but the Venn diagram of people who were extremely vocal about demanding a release of the Snyder Cut of Justice League and people who hate Amber Heard, that's just a circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that, though, brings us to this week. Up until this point, it was pretty easy to pick a side in this whole Snyder Cut discourse. 
And first of all, the simple fact remains. Who cares? If you're excited for the Snyder Cut, nothing we or anyone else says should matter because you're getting exactly what you want, whatever that might end up being. Yeah. Uh, the release of this movie has absolutely zero effect on anything that anyone should care about other than the fact that the $70 million plus that Warner spent on it uh, could have maybe been used to create new projects for their studio or streaming service, but whatever. We get it. That's $70 million, and it'll probably be a drop in the bucket compared to the amount of subscribers they get from actually releasing this highly sought-after cut, even if it's not really what it was being described as in the years prior. And if you don't like the idea that this is happening, guess what? You don't have to watch it. You'll even save a couple bucks by not paying for HBO Max. It's yeah. kind of expensive. So that's fair, right? This week, though, that all changed because of one hilarious, amazing headline. It's the Joker, baby! Hey! <laughs> Jared Leto's Joker is back, baby. Ooh, hunka, hunka. Uh, <laughs> here's where we are. It's late October, the world's ending, and Jared Leto is reprising his role as everybody's favorite Joker. Everyone's favorite. Yeah, you all went out and saw that Joker movie last year, so... You're like, nah. We know what you want. Yeah, no, no. The Joker. They were like, we don't, yeah, I'll see anything with Joker on it. But honestly, Jared, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's role, boo. Yeah. I need more Jared Leto. I need, uh, yeah. You guys got a little mouth on it? Yeah. Damaged. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Let me lay down here with my knives. <laughs> Jared Leto's Joker is coming to your Snyder Cut of the Justice League. She was his queen. <laughs> and God forbid you ever... That's oh, an amazing quote. I don't remember it, though. Uh, this means that Jared Leto will have played the Joker character theatrically more than any other actor so far. What a world to live in. Now, here's from The Hollywood Reporter. Quote, Jared Leto, who played classic DC villain The Joker in 2016's Suicide Squad, has joined in the shooting of additional footage for the Snyder Cut. The filmmaker's definitive version of the 2017 superhero movie he was forced to exit and never saw through completion. Leto boarding the Snyder Cut is noteworthy as the character did not appear in the original 2017 movie. No. It also raises questions about how much new content will be included in Snyder's super version of Justice League. Yeah, I mean, they're signing actors for this movie that's supposedly been done for three years. You guys, let's stop pretending. Mm-hmm. And look, you all already know how we and a lot of other people feel about Jared Leto's portrayal of the Joker. It's the best, right? No, it was hilariously bad. It's the best if you enjoy the memes. Yeah, it's it's yeah. terrible. Mm -hmm. Hilariously bad. Just stupid all around. The fact that Joaquin Phoenix started as the Joker in a self-titled adaptation of the character almost immediately after Leto's was so poorly received only rubs the salt in the wound. Yeah, and it was, it was majorly successful. Yeah, Jared Leto, he's right between Joaquin Phoenix and Heath Ledger. Two, <laughs> two masterful performances. And he's right in the middle there just uh, looking like he... Uh, just got done shopping at Hot Topic. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we have no idea why Zack Snyder would think this is a good idea, or even why original supporters of releasing the Snyder Cut would think this is a good idea either, since it's an absolute fact that Jared Leto's Joker was not a part of the Justice League originally. Yeah, it's not uh, like he was cut out. It, no. He was not in the this movie. This was a choice. <laughs> this was this is an addition. This is a choice made in the year 2020. To add Jared Leto's Joker to a movie that would, uh -huh. that seemingly existed as a cut. Yeah, the addition of this character completely changes the narrative of the release, the cut movement, because yeah. what we're getting here is something that is not what was originally sought after or promised. Also, Leto's Joker has been widely mocked since the initial release of Suicide Squad like four fucking years ago, and we'd venture to say that this specific portrayal of the character will not have aged too gracefully when this is released finally in 2021. Mm -hmm. It's stupid. It's a very odd choice. 
But it also makes kind of a little bit of sense because uh, none of this makes sense. <laughs> no, it's I mean, just let's throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, I mean, there's also there's also an entire new Suicide Squad movie coming out. Why is Jared Leto back doing his mobster hot topic Joker in what is essentially now a new movie? Uh, I I don't know. Come on, man. Come on, man. Dang. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's also strange because outside of his just bad portrayal of the character is this drama that unfolded behind the scenes of him being a generally abusive yeah. castmate who hid under the guise of uh, of uh, uh, method acting when it turns out that his method acting wasn't very good. Anyways, less important overall, but actually kind of cool, is the news that Joe Manganiello will be reprising his role as Deathstroke. Oh, I forgot about him. And yeah, this is fine, actually, uh, because Joe Manganiello, he looks awesome as Deathstroke, first of all, and Deathstroke did actually appear in Justice League. Albeit at the end credits, but oh, still, yeah. he, he was, was on in, a boat. <laughs> but he was the it, something was filmed at least. Yeah. So okay. There you go. Zack Snyder's Justice League, aka the Snyder Cut, is still scheduled to hit HBO Max sometime next year in the previously mentioned uh, six-part series or four-hour movie. But anything could happen though, and it might get pushed, especially if they continue to do work on this movie or series or whatever they want to call it. I wouldn't count on it coming out uh, early spring of 2021. They might make... I'm actually excited to see what the fuck this movie or show or whatever ends up being. I'll say I'm more excited now than I ever have been because it just... I'm curious. I'm curious about it now. I'll admit it. I'm intrigued. Yeah. And it's like, if I already have HBO Max, why not? Which is now on Roku. Is it? I think so. I don't know. Mm, I haven't checked. I think someone mentioned that. But yeah, I mean, when you drive by a car crash, you stick your head out the window and you go like this. So I'll be doing that. Wow. Anyways, uh, we hope you're happy. We hope all of your dreams come true. We hope this is the best movie or expensive digital series you've ever seen. Hunka, hunka. Yeah, I'm back, baby. I'm the Joker, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's enough of that. Let's yeah. dive back now into the rotting corpse of Quibi for just a minute here. Because by now, we're sure you're aware that Quibi has been killed just six months after its initial release. And... Just about three months after all the free trials ended. So it technically lasted three months. Yeah, it burned bright mm-hmm. and quick. It came, it lingered briefly, it died. We all knew this was coming. It's just hilarious that it happened so rapidly. And if you want to see our full eulogy regarding the death of Quibi, you should absolutely watch our most recent previous episode on our channel. But we do have a little bit of new information for you, including the actual time of death for the platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, if for some reason you want to enjoy all the quibbies that you can before the app goes online, you have just about one month to do so. Plenty of time for a few quick bites here and there and get them in before the, get guillotine, them in before the guillotine drops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's can, apparently some decent shows on there. You can consume a multiple quibbies by the time yeah. this shuts down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in an official blog post on the company's website, it says that they, quote, anticipate that the service will end streaming on or about December 1st, 2020. Okay. We appreciate the support we have received from our customers and want to thank you for giving us an opportunity to entertain you. At this time, we do not know if the Quibi content will be available anywhere after our last day of service. And that's because they're trying to shop it around, but failing. Please, someone buy these. So you got just about five weeks to get in all the quibbies that you can and experience an app that will live in infamy throughout time as one of the biggest tech and entertainment blunders to exist, all within what was already one of the worst years in modern humanity. So use it so that you can tell your grandkids about it when they ask. Grandma, Mima, Grampy Elliot, what What was was Quibi? (laughs) Oh, well, the year was 2020. And if you, believe it or not, it was one of the smallest things that happened that year. Yeah. 
anyways, outside of that, though, what about all those Quibi productions that were still in production? Mm. Uh, well, for one team, it's a seemingly big problem because they're not just sitting in a studio over in Culver City, West Hollywood, Burbank, or whatever. They were and still are on location in Ukraine filming something that was supposed to be released on the now-defunct platform. According to Deadline, quote, the ripples are as far-reaching as Kiev, where today the 100 cast and crew of a Mark Malloy-directed 2016 election-fixing drama, This Is Clickbait, continue to shoot, despite being told by Quibi to shut down and come home. <laughs> Yikes. No. <laughs> we are Ronin now. We will finish this project. <laughs> yeah. It continues, They were filming the last scenes they had money for today, a pivotal scene involving an actress who will have to report to work on another movie. But the production needs about 20 days to finish. Told to shutter on Monday, they've sent the script and a hastily assembled 15 minutes of footage to potential financiers in hopes of raising the low seven-figure bridge funding needed to finish a drama that would be repurposed as a traditional indie feature. Cast and crew are holding up in a Ukrainian hotel, hoping the money materializes before everyone scatters in the next few days, which might doom the project that's based on the true story of Macedonian teens who manipulated the 2016 U.S. presidential election. The filmmakers were ostensibly told to stop because of a COVID test that sources close to the production said turned out to be a false positive. A source close to the This Is Clickbait production described the call from Quibi as devastating and said the shocked crew milled around a hotel lobby dumbfounded and full of questions as Katzenberg and Whitman announced Wednesday that they were pulling the plug. So, Jesus Christ, they originally stopped the production because they were told that someone tested positive for COVID, but what was really happening was Quibi was pulling the plug on its entire operation. How do we get them to stop without anyone asking questions? COVID. Yes. Blame COVID. Speaking of things coming to an end... Second time that Quibi blamed COVID for something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of things coming to an end too soon, uh, the Fast and Furious franchise looks like it's over after two more movies, which will bring the final count of films to 11, if you don't count Hobbs and Shaw, I think. Yeah. Uh, quote, Universal Pictures is planning to wrap up its Fast and Furious core film franchise with two final movies that will bring to a close a franchise that has revved its way <laughs> to becoming the highest grossing movie series in the studio's history. Justin Lin, who is in post-production on F9, is in talks to direct the final two installments and bring a saga that began nearly 20 years ago to a close. And it's actually kind of crazy to see this franchise end because can't think of another that has ever successfully like stood the test of time and only gotten better or at least maintained the same level of success. Yeah. Um, I mean, just based on the sheer number of films in the series, the only other franchise we can think of off the top of our heads that has had a multi-decade legacy with as many successful films as maybe like James Bond or Star Wars. But even yeah. those, it was like there's different eras of actors playing Bond and you know, Star Wars had... Big, yeah. big gaps in this it. This is uh, a, two decades yeah. of solid film. Pretty like continuously every like two to four years a new Fast movie. Yeah, I think out. you could break up Fast and Furious into two eras. It was before and after The Rock. Yeah. But still, it was a continuous franchise throughout the past 20 years. Yeah. It's crazy. It's one of the only things that our generation specifically has had of its own and it's yeah. Fast and Furious. I, I imagine even once the main core series is over, they're going to keep spinning this off until until yeah. it stops making But is, is it going to be something that's super successful or is it going to be like American Pie presents this such and such college weird movie? It's finally uh, the chance for, um, what's his name? The actor that we've interviewed so many times from Fast. Uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, the, what's his name? The singer. Yeah. What's his fucking name? <laughs> He's really left a mark on us, hasn't he? Yeah, hasn't he? I've uh-huh. interviewed him like three times. Anyway, it's now his chance. Yeah. What the fuck is his name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I had it on the tip of my tongue just now. 
He was like he was in Baby Boy. He's been mm -hmm. in a bunch of a uh, bunch of films. I keep wanting to say Patrice, but he's not Patrice. No, it's a it's a single name like that though. Tyrese, that's Tyrese. what it is. <laughs> it was Tyrese. <laughs> Tyrese. Tyrese is going to carry the franchise. You know Tyrese is like, all right, so this this clears up the schedule for a Tyrese solo. solo. <laughs> oh, he's on the phone, no doubt. Yeah, Tyrese and Ludacris. <laughs> Remember Get when their we own been, Hobbs uh, and Shaw. I think we were, I, we were on a Fast and Furious press junket when mm -hmm. we did a video where we couldn't remember Kevin James' name, and we just kept calling <laughs> Kevin, him... Uh, uh, we kept yeah, calling Paul Blart. Paul Blart. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the Fast and Furious movies which causes, like, memory loss. <laughs> yeah, it puts me into a fugue state. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. Um, it's just crazy to think that Fast and Furious has had this big of a mark on mm -hmm. cinema as a whole, especially yeah. for our generation. But uh, speaking of legacy films like Bond, uh, apparently the latest Bond film, No Time to Die, was being shopped around to streaming services for an astronomical amount of money, a sum large enough to offset the box office pull that it could have re received if it was released in theaters, if not for the whole mm. pandemic. From Variety, Apple, Netflix, and other streaming services explored the possibility of acquiring No Time to Die, the upcoming James Bond movie that was originally slated to de debut last April. The film's release has been postponed multiple times, with the Daniel Craig vehicle moving back to November before being pushed into 2021. MGM, the studio behind the film, reportedly lost between $30 million and $50 million due to the delays, insiders say. Uh, it continues, the studio was said to be looking for a deal of roughly $600 million, a price tag that was deemed too rich for two of the free-spending streaming services. But when news about this broke, the studios involved, they just denied all of it. Completely. No, we actually weren't doing that. Uh, and it looks like the services weren't willing to cough up that money for it anyway, so it'll almost certainly just get released in 2021, I guess, alongside every other movie that was supposed to come out this year. It's going to be movie after movie after movie after movie. It's just funny that, As like, soon as we solve this coronavirus thing. As, it is crazy to think that, like, Bond is, of course, one of the biggest movies that was supposed to be released this year, whether you're a Bond fan or not. And the fact that the idea was even broached to put it on something like Netflix or Crazy. Apple TV Plus is, desperate. is nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So also, like, if you're the head of Regal or AMC and you see this article, you're like, God, ah! oh, God, this is actually we are going We're to be dead fucked. forever. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Borat obviously came out and. Uh, I haven't watched Elliot it. Elliot hasn't watched it. I watched it. I rewatched the first Borat, though, yeah. and it's it's still great. I'll say I think the first Borat's better. This one's great. It, it has plenty of those laugh-out-loud moments. It has a lot of the moments where I just had to bury my head because mm. the scene is so awkward. Uh, the final payoff, which was a huge deal this week online uh, with Rudy Giuliani, it's, very, it's a very compromising situation. Uh, it doesn't go as far as I had, would yeah. have anticipated with what was leaked. But also, it just shows how easily uh, a, a compromise could be made on yeah. any of these people because yeah. he just kind of goes with whatever's going All on. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely definitely worth a watch. It is outrageous. It is insane. Uh, and uh, this he it's in the trailer, but there's a scene where he's like staying with the two uh, guys during the coronavirus. Uh, apparently, he actually stayed with them in character for five days in order to get that footage. Jesus. Uh, and the result, uh, the final result of that, like the big reveal with them, is well worth that five days. It's great. Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't already seen it, it's if you have Prime Video or Amazon Prime, it is free. Mm -hmm. You can just go watch it right now. I highly suggest it, obviously. Uh, will it change the outcome of the election? No. Nothing will at this point. Every. You know what's crazy? How many people have early voted? Is the numbers are astronomical? It's amazing. Uh, love to yeah, see it. no, it's especially in like places like Georgia, and Texas, the, the Carolinas. Like uh, the the first time voting numbers are up 
significantly, like mm-hmm. 18 to 22 year olds voting like five like, times more than yeah. In there's one of the states was like up by 200,000. Yeah, by this crazy. time. Yeah, it's it's great. So hey, look, you if you live in a state where you can vote right now, do it. Get it done early. Then you don't have to worry about it. It's yeah. great. If you live in a state where mail-in voting, mail-in voting is a is a thing. I wish mail-in voting was a mail-in thing. Mail-in voting. Yeah. We love our voters. Uh, Beautiful voters. <laughs> I, one day I hope to be a mail-in voting. Vote parade. Vote <laughs> parade. Uh, submit your, don't wait. Submit your ballot now. Do that. Uh, in the meantime, check out our full eulogy of Quibi over here, as well as another new video. And we'll see you soon for weekly weird news. Bye. Bye.